I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When this innocent man's parking space for his bike was stolen for days on end, he came up with a genius solution to get his revenge. Trying to be nice and leaving polite notes, asking the guy to leave clearly wasn't working. So instead, he buys the most expensive chain he can find and just locks the bike up, leaving the owner completely helpless. This is r slash pro revenge using my parking space all good. You'll be using it forever So i'm living in japan now and here people ride bicycles a lot You can't leave your bike anywhere and you have to pay for parking between one and two dollars per day There are very few free parking areas for bicycles Most people leave their bikes at the same place So they pay monthly because it's cheaper and you have your own space. This event started a couple of weeks ago Someone in my building started having a guest who decided to steal my bicycle parking space whenever they came to visit. Sometimes they'd stay the whole night, so I had to go to the station, pay $1, and come all the way home walking, which meant I'd need to walk to the station the next day, getting up earlier, walking like 20 minutes to the station, all while carrying my heavy bag. Now, all the bicycle spaces have a number, which means they are reserved for someone. Mine is 105, but this idiot decided to take mine whenever they came to visits. The second time this happened, I told the building manager, but they didn't do anything. The third time I saw the bicycle there, it was the same red expensive bicycle. I left a note in Japanese saying, please don't leave your bike here. This is my space and I need it every day. I found the note re-taped with the same tape I'd used to tape it onto their bike to my parking space and had a couple of bad words in Japanese at the end. Basically, he was not only stealing my space, but making fun of me by insulting me. Fine, it's just fine. I probably wouldn't have done anything about it if he hadn't written those words, but they triggered me and got the worst out of me. This person did it again a couple of times, so I knew this would continue. I was thinking about buying another bicycle, a better, more expensive one I could use to go on cycling trips. So a good chain or lock was needed anyway. I bought one of the thickest they had at the store and decided to try its efficiency. I locked his bicycle the next time I saw it there. It hasn't moved for the last seven days. There were two notes. The first one was a very aggressive one with more bad words and threats about going to the police. I don't care. Let's go that way, buddy. The second note days later was an apology and they begged for me to unlock the bike because they tried to break it, but they couldn't. I guess he's learned his lesson. I'm pretty sure he won't do it again, but I just want to enjoy this feeling of victory for a couple days more. I'll let it free in two or three days, I guess. Now, this is simply sensational. And let me say, it is completely justified. What an absolute clown. Stealing someone else's parking space is bad enough. But then, writing on their notes, their polite notes, saying give it back, just with insults, that's even worse. You're a disgrace. You know what? If I was OP, I'd be inclined to say, never unlock your chain. They deserve it. They really do. 
because that's just, you know, using someone else's property. It's very, very shameful. The only issue here is if it is a very expensive lock and it seems like it probably is, eventually they're going to have to go and get some massive bolt cutters or maybe even something that's, you know, a little bit more powerful. And then you'll break your lock and you would have lost a lot of money. But in principle, is it worth it? I think it is. Cancel a land lease and hope to make a windfall. Hope you like a lot of dirt. Let me preface this by noting that this revenge was not my doing. At least, not exactly. It happened back in the 90s when I was in high school and centered around the type of school I attended. So, in case you weren't aware, it's very common in agricultural communities to have what are known as farmer schools. That's not a technical term, but more just something easy to define them. The schools are generally organized by the local farmers, and while you still study the various courses needed to get into college, you also study farming technology courses and get credit hours for work study, i.e. working on one or more farms. The area I lived in was surrounded by a number of large farms, which grew cotton primarily. So during the year, we'd spend time out in the fields, both tilling, planting, and harvesting. One of the farms near the school was this thousand acre spread that, like the others, grew mostly cotton, though sometimes they rotated to soybeans or silage. Basically, that's corn, but you don't harvest it. This farm had a long partnership with the school, so the students provided near free labor for the farmer, The farmer leased this property from some out-of-state owner and paid them a portion of the revenue from the harvest. Imagine my surprise then when me and many of my classmates arrived at the farm to do our work study and the farmer instructed some of us to crew the sprayers and start spraying herbicide on the fields while others, myself included, were to take tractors and discs and plow everything under. The farmer wanted every square inch of the fields returned to just dirt. We were shocked to say the least but after some discussion we set to work it took us the better part of a weekend to do so and when we were done the field was in a beautiful if barren state the farmer thanked each of us personally and paid us about 500 each that's quite the sum for a 90s high school senior we returned to the school told our headmaster that the contract was completed and he informed us that the farmer would no longer be working with the school and we'd be sent to one of the other larger farms for the rest of the year and our work study. It was probably two or three months later before words started going around about why we'd been instructed to destroy the crop. Granted, these were just rumors, but based on how things turned out for the farmer, I suspect there's some truth to it. So, apparently the landowner had decided that he was going to not renew the lease the farmer had on the land. This lease renewal just so happened to fall a few weeks before harvest season would start. Given that the average cotton farm earns about $1,500 per acre, a 1,000 acre farm would easily net the owner $1.5 million. About $500,000 of that would be pure profit. Now, I don't know what the farmer's lease was, but it stands to reason that it wasn't anywhere near that. So, this landowner had figured out a neat little trick. Let the farmer get a good crop planted and then refuse to renew the lease. The farmer would leave the plants in the field and the landowner would just need to pay some contractors to come and harvest it and they'd earn a profit. How scummy is that? Since at the time, the farmer's lease wasn't yet up, he decided to prevent that from happening. His act of revenge against the owner was to prevent them from cashing in on their hard work. Sure, it destroyed his farm and he had to sell off most everything he owned to buy some property for himself, but he'd proved a point. The owner did try and sue the farmer, though he didn't really have a leg to stand on, or so I was told. I think the court ruled that since the farmer was still under the lease when he had the land tilled under, then it was his property to do with as he wished. 
and thus the landowner couldn't tell him what to do with his property I learned a rather valuable lesson from that man beyond what I learned about farming that lesson was never ever cross someone with nothing to lose I mean look, I know I said it as a story was progressing, but this is so so scummy I don't know how many years that this farmer has leased this land for but to do that as the owner make him do all the work and then just say Actually, no, i'm gonna have it back now and contract someone else to do the work at a cheaper price Making more of a profit for myself. That is so scummy. That is a definition of scum It's so snaky as well. Like all the work's been done All that's left to do is yield the rewards and then you say, uh, no, I don't need you anymore I'm gonna get all the money myself scum and look it's obviously great stuff from this farmer he's lost a lot of money doing this employing these school kids at 500 a pop to go through and help him just destroy the land turn it back into dirt he's losing time losing money losing energy he's gaining literally nothing from what he's doing apart from that inner feeling of joy at knowing that he is enacting the best karma possible on this absolute douche of a landowner you know what this amazing story actually reminds me of one of my favorite ever stories of revenge from this subreddit and uh yeah let's throw it back to two years ago i'm gonna read it out right now this one is phenomenal hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't even visit other leading job sites So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Landlord advertises all of our company's equipment for sale to our competitors. Best follow our eviction to the letter. I work for a leisure company. Think soft play, indoor soccer, laser tag, can't be specific. Now, prior to lockdown, managers and the big bosses were negotiating the renewal of the lease on one of our parks. Things were going mostly smoothly. However, the landlords were difficult to contact. Then, 2020's trash hit the fan. All of our sites were closed and everything was thrown into a mess. Negotiations began to slip down the priority list. Nobody thought the landlord would push an eviction for an expired lease during this period, especially with it still getting rent, despite the site's closure and the closure of every business and restaurant in the immediate area. We were wrong. A few days ago, we received a letter saying we had seven days to leave the premises and take everything with us. We're reminded that anything left in the building after seven days will become the landlord's property. That line is very important. Now, a lot of construction goes into installing our equipment into a new building, which makes emptying one even harder. At a lockdown with no staff and most businesses shut, it meant that saving much of our assets would prove to be extremely difficult. To lose a profitable site and all of its assets is definitely a blow to our company. But here is where it gets worse. A few days into our seven-day eviction, we find out that the landlord has been advertising our park to our competitors. But he isn't offering just the building, he's offering all of our stuff pre-installed. Ready to go, just needs rebranding. The landlord has evicted us from the property in an attempt to increase rent and make a solid profit from our equipment installed because he thinks we won't be able to empty the park. We were furious. And here is where a little bit of malicious compliance and revenge came in. 
We were told we had seven days to move everything we owned out of the property So that is what we did local businesses from all around offered up free space to store our things A few people came back out of lockdown and they all spent the rest of the week removing selling or destroying Everything that was related to us We didn't even leave light fittings in every other site vacation we have seen We always end up leaving thousands of dollars worth of disco lights in the ceilings because they're too hard to get We leave most of the construction in as well as things like the bars and kitchens that all stay intact Recognizable as what they once were but not this building. We ripped up the flooring we installed We tore down the walls that were not part of the original structure wooden walls to divide up the space We ripped apart our manager's office and removed all artwork and lockers The landlord now has every new deal he's been making dead in the water and a large renovation bill to install new flooring, etc Or a company willing to do it themselves like we were lockdown's been extended another four weeks So he's got at least another four weeks without rent We were paying and he won't have any potential buyers a little silver lining the assets we got out of the sites Fridges, TVs, equipment, food, tables have all been sold and the lack of rent and additional income has helped the business and paid staff wages. But that is not the end of the story. There's actually an update, guys. Here is what happened next. We handed in the keys and it was probably the quickest handover we've ever had. The landlord clearly didn't want to make any kind of conversation and there was definitely an elephant in the room, but he said nothing about the lack of equipment. Complications did arise when we went to get back various deposits, but he had no case to withhold the deposit from us as the building was in excellent shape. We conducted much of the maintenance work ourselves, so the building was in a significantly better condition than we found it. We also cleaned up 99% of the rubbish and dirt from our demolition crusade, so we couldn't even bill us for cleaning. A very minor bit of pressing from our legal team meant that we received everything owed back in full. Now, as of the time of this update, the building is still vacant, and as of yet, we don't know of any potential buyers. At this moment in time, our company is still standing, despite the pandemic closures and lack of business. Staff are all still employed and doing well. Guys, you can probably see after reading that why that is one of my favorite all-time Reddit stories, let alone revenge-based stories. I just love it. It's so good. It's similar to the one I just read, I know, but I just had to read it to you. It's just one of my favorite stories that I've ever read on Reddit. I just love every part of it. What can I say? It's just so nice, isn't it? When massive bosses that are just like idiots trying to make as much money as humanly possible, not even caring about other humans, one more zero on the end of their bank sheet is all they're worried about, and then they just get shut down by great people like OP and their team losing a lot more money than they would have done had they just kept going on as normal. We saw it in the previous story. This is an all-time classic example. It's just brilliant. I really do love it, and I hope you guys do too. Anyway, people, that is going to do it for this episode of r slash pro revenge. Really hope you enjoyed it. That classic story, I always love it. If you want my second favorite all-time revenge story, that is on screen right now and linked down in the description. Yeah, go and watch it. Like I said, it is an all-time favorite of mine, as that one was as well. If you're new to the channel, hit this button to subscribe check me out on tiktok my podcast down here i'm all across the internet these days baby we're going global see you tomorrow with a brand new one ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.